This is a Tiger Minor League Report Odyssey Metrics special presentation. <laughs> All right, so this is a this is a little different for us. So I had I, a couple years ago I started a Discord um, based off people that are and it was one of those things where um, I wanted to get a Tigers community out there. Hello, Bruce, and I, I knew some people that were kind of tired of Twitter X, whatever you want to call it. So I started the I real uh, based off an idea I saw on Prospects Live. Prospects Live has a really good uh, Discord. And so if, if anybody's not familiar with Discord, it's just pretty much a chatting app. In other words, gentlemen, is the best way I can describe it? It's just a social media like group, like a big group chat. You can talk yeah. to everybody. Yeah. So uh, along those lines, uh, uh, Steve and Charlie uh, were some of my most active users in the chat. And the chat's not close to 300 people now. I think it's like 267 or something like that last I checked. Um, so I wanted to get people from the Discord because we have some really good baseball minds in there. I got a chance to meet Charlie this year at South Bend with Chris and excuse me. Um, it was a good time. It was a very good time. Yeah. Uh, very, uh, again, love that uh, uh, tavern we went to the, or the Irish bar. Uh, Fiddlers. Yeah. That's a yeah, good Fiddlers play. was awesome. Great music. Good evening, Tyler to you as well. And so anyways, I wanted to get people from discord because we, there's some really good baseball takes and they're good baseball minds in there. Uh, sometimes it's funny because Ghost Mav, aka Steve, sometimes uh, will. I, I like his passion. Um, I got to meet him a couple times, and we've hung out a couple times at games. So I just get bored. Um, <laughs> I'm also a Twitter hack. So, <laughs> oh Tyler, thank you very much. My birthday is next Thursday, so next Thursday I will be some age that you no one wants to should know about. Anyway, uh, but thank you, Tyler. Appreciate that. But anyway, so the, the idea of the Discord chat is to get people in here and give a voice and I, I knew these guys uh could talk baseball and so there's a lot that happened this season there's been a lot of just storylines and so um welcome aboard guys and and hopefully we could do this again sometime soon because i i think this is going to be a, a really good thing going forward oh, well, thank yeah. You for us. yeah thanks for having us for sure all right so blood right here with five dollars already thank you take a guess oops wait <laughs> He's the man. <laughs> so I have my mad dog Russo wants uh, exquisite. Thank you for that. Uh, blood right. Blood right is the. Some, I used to think that blood right was Scott Harris for some strange reason. Like just <laughs> no. But um, anyway, so uh, the first question I wanted to ask. So one of the things I wanted to ask you guys is what got you in the Detroit Tigers baseball? And what was your earliest memory? I'll start with you, Charles, because I know we talked about this a little bit in mm-hmm. South Bend, but I'm interested because yeah, you're 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 in a different state. You have math. You know, you have quadraphysics or whatever you have going on, the whatever you have going on back there. So why did Detroit Tigers, out of curiosity? Well, my dad is from Michigan, uh, grew up in cold water, went to Michigan State. Uh, and, of course, you know, grew up with the Tigers. Was 68 was a big part of uh, his childhood. And he made that me and my brother's problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, as far as... Uh, what what uh you know put let me restart uh actually when i was really little i was very defiant and i wanted to be a blue jays fan because my grandpa was in canada (laughs) but eventually you know the two of them beat me down the two of them being my dad and my brother and i really had no say in the matter they will not let you pick for the rival at the time anyway (laughs) we would have been the rivals (laughs) 
See, and that's the thing is that even when I was a Blue Jays fan, I still didn't like the Twins. So the Twins, my Twins <laughs> transcends my love of the Tigers. All right, that's that's fair. But what about you, Steve? Uh, I mean, I grew up to be honest. I grew up playing hockey. <laughs> I played a lot of hockey growing up. Uh, but uh, but when I was a kid too, my great uh, my great uncle and my dad. Uh, my dad went with the '68 World Series, all that stuff too, and. Uh, my great uncle and my dad took me to a game. I remember being a kid, and that's when they used to give away the full size bats, the whole bats for bat day. And that was just the coolest thing as a kid <laughs> <laughs> getting in a giant, getting a, a, a full size bat. Um, but that and uh, like 2005, 2006, like just ended up, I mean, ended up falling in love with baseball again. And it just ended up being just, I mean, that whole season was amazing. I've had, we've had season tickets ever since I've been going to games for many many years now <laughs> yeah see, all the time steve you bring up the full-size bats i do remember as a kid going to old tiger stadium and getting a bobby higginson full-size bat yeah i think that's one of the ones i have i can't no. remember I, ha- I have i have two of them from back in the day and then i have the last one they did which was like a pudge one i think which was like 2008 or 9 i think was the last time they ever did it yeah but there was yeah it was some of the coolest stuff they would give away the full because they, they only do the mini bats now they want to give people the the, the weapons anymore <laughs> exactly <laughs> things get so out of control now in the stands i think full-size bats would be a uh, a riot waiting yeah, to happen it's just there. crazy they used to give out the full-size bats to begin with literally yeah. just full-size wooden bats <laughs> well, actually, that part of town. i was gonna say i can attest uh 1980 i think 1982 i got one from milwaukee county stadium when the tigers are there because we used to go to <laughs> milwaukee because it was much closer okay and mine was a ben ogilvy <laughs> that's that's a good one yeah uh she wants to know was that our wedding's dj's brother yes yes um uh cousin so so bobby higginson's cousin was the dj for our wedding <laughs> nice. uh, it, was, it was it was the most random thing too to because he was it's not like we went out of town to find him he was here locally uh jamie higginson <laughs> and we were talking about it, and like it came. I think I was wearing Tiger's hat at one of the interviews, and this is, you know, my brother or sorry, my cousin uh, played for this. No, no, <laughs> no, it's just I just <laughs> I know that he frequent the strip club, so I wonder if uh, his uh, his cousin Jamie helped him get some tips on how to choose the right songs there, but allegedly. Of course. That that explains why the uh, the dancing segment got a little intense. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, one of the things that I wanted, I want to kick off this little round table, if you will, is your, your overall impressions of the, the 2023 Detroit Tiger season. Um, so we had a few days, like, so Tuesday we did a show and we're more focused on Scott Harris's comments. Some of the, I, there's some audio, like I said, I was, I'm, I'm playing around with some of the uh, audio and we used some of it for this show introduction for this week, but, uh, I didn't really get a chance to sit down and kind of think about the season as a whole, like we're how, like how close we were on the predictions, those kind of things. But I'm asking you, I'll start with you, Steve, because you are a season ticket holder. And I know that you want this team to spend. I know that you've been frustrated with this team quite a bit. So well, just I mean, overall impressions of the season. I mean, I yell a lot on Twitter and I, I don't know, I get frustrated. But well, either way, they had a pretty good season. I mean, I think it was pretty good uh, overall. I mean, I think they succeeded in what they want to do. I mean, I thought they'd go 70, what, 70 on uh, 92. Yeah. Anyway. So, I mean, they succeeded all that. They almost got to 500 at the end. So that's good. I mean, Riley Green, I mean, there's a couple of things they could have done. Like if Riley Green doesn't get hurt and uh, a couple other things like uh, also like not holding on to some of those people for, 
forever long, like Maton and Scope just on the roster for so long. There's no reason to do that. But I think they had a really good year as far as that goes, as, as record goes. You saw improvements from Torque and everybody else. The pitching staff took strides forward, everything like that. I think, I think it's overall a success. Like I have, I don't really have any issues with the, I mean, I gripe about certain things about what Scott Harris does and I like, I want them to spend. I mean, even if they don't want to spend this offseason, I just need to see a creative move, something, some sort of big move to get a bat. You have to get creative in some way because they do things that are, they've been doing things. So this whole year, if they want, this whole year was to feel out what they have. We know what you have now, and you have to do something, some major improvement in the offense to make it better. Because the pitching is fine, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta supplement it somehow and get a bat. Whether it be a trade, there's not much in the free agent market, and that's fine. But you have to make a trade. Sky says to be just the main thing is to be creative. It's to do something. All right, uh, joining us too, and uh, it was funny because for a while I just knew him as Nacho Man, but uh, I, I, I got no enemies. Uh, He's a fellow. He actually now, was, now I'm the real Scott Harris. Yeah, you're the real Scott Harris. And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Matt, Scott Harris himself. Yeah, Matt's joining us here. So we'll get your thoughts on the 2023 season in a second. But Charles, Charles from afar. I mean, you following this team. You're. I know you follow the minor leagues as well. But what was your impressions of the 2023 season? Um, I liked it. Uh, putting it simply, going more in depth. Um. You know, if you look at this in relation to 2022, I mean, it's it's, it's a rousing success. It, Not even close. 2022 was an awful year. Um, however, when you also think about 2022, you also think of it as a as kind of a cursed year. Like that was a year where everything that could have gone wrong did go wrong, and that was on the heels of a 2021 season that was, if we're being perfectly frank felt a lot like this 2023 season. Uh, the record's almost identical. One more win this year than we had in 2023. A lot of the same motifs and feels of, hey, breakouts, and if this goes right next year, and a lot of that. So, it be, And because of that, I, I'm encouraged, but because we went from 2021 to 2022, there is that lingering, nagging sort of, oh... Oh, don't do this again. Um, <laughs> but I, I will say there are some things that I, I really took enjoyment in. Um, and I'm going to lead off with this. So I, I took in preparations for this. I went and I cataloged a bunch of major publications, 2023 preseason rankings of the AL Central. I like this. All right. And. You know, so every, every every one of those publications, I took ESPN, CBS, Sporting News, Bleacher Report, Sports Illustrated, Fangraphs, 538, Baseball America, um, and then one more who I duplicated, The Athletic, and The Athletic. Okay. Um, all of them had, you know, some variation of Cleveland, Minnesota, Chicago in the first three spots. And in retrospect, yeah, I get why they did that. You know, um, you know I'm not going to – but what bothered me – and it bothered me at the time is that they almost all, with the exception of a fair few, had Kansas City. In front yeah, of them. I didn't understand either. I saw the same thing. Oh, I saw you were going to say the Twins winning. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, that, that bothered me, but, but for, <laughs> it's because I see Red <laughs> But um, so, yeah, and no one had uh, the Tigers finishing – with more than I think seventy-one and a half wins, which was Fangraphs, 
Uh, that that was the most wins they had projected for the Tigers. Um, although this is all model based. There's sure. models. Yeah. Um, and five five thirty eight actually was probably the closest to actuality. They had at Minnesota, Cleveland, Chicago, Detroit, Kansas City. Um, but they were also probably the most pessimistic of on the Chicago of everyone, which um, they they had them at seventy four and eighty eight. So that was interesting to see. But anyway, uh, I really did enjoy that. You know, because they ha- it's almost like because they had the Tigers below Kansas City that made me enjoy them being at the top all that much more. That you know, and that's. I think I picked, I want to say I had 75 or 76. I wish I could remember what it was, but I know I had like, I was a little more optimistic than Youper here, but uh, no, it was, I, it didn't until when I started seeing Kansas city play too, I just, it was like, this is pharmacist. I admit it. Like I'll admit this. I thought that Kansas city at some point would have better pitching because of the draft that way. But I was, I was totally wrong about that. And I freely admit that, but it's, they truly have terrible player development. I've, I've never seen a worse pitching development. Other than like the Cardinals one's really bad too, but the oh. Kansas City's is awful. Yeah, they're stepping backwards. They, it's, it's 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 embarrassing. And then I don't know if you guys, uh, Youper, uh, you want to repeat what you heard the other day from the Royals GM because that was uh, that was fun. <laughs> well, JJ Piccolo was quoted basically saying that uh, his main motivation right now is to get the Royals back to a club that can win 80 to 85 games. And, you know, for a team that was in the world series twice within the last decade, that seems like uh, a pretty piddling goal, you know? And uh, if, if my GM was going to say that publicly, I'd be a little distressed. I wouldn't be very optimistic about what we got going forward. It's like what DePoto said. DePoto said this very similar thing with the 54% thing. He's like, we only want to be 54%. Actually, they finished around with 54% as their winning percentage. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, they won 88 games. DePoto apologized today. Oh, yeah, I did see that. He he said said he he felt like an idiot. He did. It's like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, Matt, what about you? I mean, same thing. You kind of view the game very analytically, and you you and I have talked about prospects um, in, in terms of even Torkelson, like the, the whole Torkelson thing. I remember when he was coming up and you and I going back and forth, whether he was going to be good or not. And, you know, he solved the, the home run issue, but the, the bad average anyway. But what was your thoughts about the season? I thought it was about as good as you can expect it, especially with preseason expectations. I mean, we were so down in the dumps that, you know, that first 50 games that was daunting. Everyone was expecting like nine wins, 10 wins thrown out there. They finished around 500 and they never, they played 500 for about most of the season. I mean, they never really recovered from that nine game losing streak and oh, even that two and nine start. Like you combine those two together, they won three out of 21 games. Yeah. But it's... They picked it up from there. I mean, most publications would say, well, this is just like a boring team because they're just playing around 500. Not really something to talk about, but. There was a lot from the young players that developed and like as Dan Campbell and Hard Knock said, that linear slope has got to keep improving upon that. And some of these utility players, like hopefully they step up and some of the minor league players, you know, never know of Wenzel Perez, Eddie's Leonard, obviously Cole Keith, just Bigby. So hopefully they get added on and possibly contribute. Yeah, that's where the utility player. There's so many utility players going into the offseason. It's 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 maddening, and that's where 
Right, and I keep on looking in the minor leagues to look for a third baseman, but I just I see a lot of guys as utility players. Yeah. Well, could go, could go hunting for Baltimore's system. They got Connor Norby, Jose Ortiz, and one. Matt, what are you talking about? Justin Henry Malloy won uh, yeah. third of the year. Our, our Cole Keith is going to be our future shortstop. That's you. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, and that kind of leads into the next question, too, uh, because you guys do pay attention to the minors quite a bit. And the development side of things, where I, I do you feel the Tigers continue to make some strides to make them more competitive? For, I, I put 2023 in the outline, it was 2024. And this is where, like, uh, you. I'll start with you on this because um, I think pitching-wise, the Tigers have now have a machine. Of, and it's I thought I would never in my life would sit here and say that the Detroit Tigers are developing pitching a good or develop are really good at developing pitching. I thought I'd never say those words because I've never seen it. Like we, we talk about those uh, early 2010 teams; those are guys are already good. They didn't have to do do much, but it, like if you're talking about like developing Jordan Tata or uh, Jar Jurgens, I mean he got traded to Atlanta anyway. The Tigers did not, or uh, what was another one? Um, Figaro or was it Alfredo? Alfredo Figaro? Yeah, Figaro. Yeah, that's another one. <laughs> the Tigers were never good at developing their own pitching. Just weren't well, really good at developing anybody. <laughs> yeah, for that matter. <laughs> you know, I think that uh, in terms of pitching, where we're going. Uh, they're certainly off to a good start. Um, and again, Chris Fetter has been there for three years. We've seen uh, some of the positives, uh, far more positives than negatives. They actually had 15 shutouts this year, which uh, I don't know when the last time they did that was, uh, probably 2013, 2012, somewhere in there. Um, I like most of the development. I'm not sold, you know, like Sawyer Gibson Long, you know, we, we saw 20-something innings. Okay, we got to see a lot more. Uh, Reese Olsen, can he do that again? There's just a lot of people who need to come back and put their stamp on the progress that they made this year and stamp put their stamp on it that it was real and they can do it again. Uh, but, you know, when you look in the minors, you look at what Jackson Job did this year. Uh, they certainly got him rehabbed and they got him ready to go. Uh, he's looking, you know, at his age, looking so much better than he did even the year before. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of positives. Um, I'm not, again, do they need to add a fair amount of pitching? Yes, I think so. I don't think you can count on what they had and say, oh, we're good to go. Uh, they need to make some key additions, and that's why it needs to be a, a fairly active offseason. But uh, you have to be uh, fairly positive consi- considering some of the stuff we've seen for the last, you know, five, seven years. All right, what about what about you, Charles? Um. Well, I think it's a, been a massive improvement. Um, I think the job that uh, Ryan Garko and Gabe Rebus and et al. have done has been phenomenal. It used to be that when we called someone up from the minor league, minor league system, there it really only felt they were going to be successful if they were one of those guys who – weren't going to fail regardless of who was developing them. A Riley Green, a Spencer Torkelson, a Tarek Skubal. A Justin Verlander. Justin Verlander. <laughs> that work ethic, that like nasty competitive. Exactly. Those were the guys who would su- succeed in the system were guys who were just going to succeed. 
now it feels like we're starting to get find more of these guys who are you know putting together you know interesting like Carrie Carpenter, uh, Steve, you, your oh, guy. Oh, Justice Bigby. Justice yeah. Bigby. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sawyer Gibson, Love, Reese Olson are both guys who you know you know most pu- publications had them as middling prospects. You know Parker Meadows. I know he was a second overall pick, but I mean. He, he was a Tigers second overall pick. So he, these guys are starting to become less, hey, you're super talented and there's no way you can fail, and more guys who we've actually developed something out of you and made you into a guy who could possibly be a successful major league player. And I think that that is absolutely a sign of progress compared to where we were. They take the player's strengths and make it, even bigger strengths and try to limit their weaknesses. And that's something we haven't seen to say, Hey, go play good baseball and hope for the best. I don't know what they're going to do about this JC young guy though. I mean, he seems lost. Yeah, He's awful. That poor guy. (laughs) (laughs) I wish Chris Brown was somewhere nearby. uh, No, the the running joke, by the way, in our discord was that uh, we, a lot of people don't, uh, we put Jace, the more we put him down, the better he got. You keep bullying him. Yeah, we bullied yeah. him. We, yes, just bully, exactly. we would just bully Jace Young, and every time everybody would bash him, he would just go off. Yeah, time. it started out as like Chris <laughs> thinking he is nothing more than Christian Stewart along those lines, <laughs> Cody Clemens, yeah. and yeah. then he Cody hit Clemens. like two home runs that same game. So we're like, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> if we're going to put him down, then he's going to perform. So. And Chris has said, like, I feel like I'm going to regret those words. And he was correct. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't that bully, or I wasn't going to be a bully about it. I thought it just needed time. Yeah. But uh, no, uh, it's in terms of and Matt, there's one thing too, about the system that I wanted to, I, I asked all you guys about this. The, the emergence of justice, big B, the, no, the numbers are real. You look at the, I looked at, so some of the advanced data, thanks to Jerry, our, our data wizard over Tiger Mountain report. He puts up together these really good weekly reports that we have. And some of the data, even the batted ball data, he's hitting above average in hard hit contact in uh, uh, above the international league average. Excuse me. And did when I was talking, talking to Greg, the voice of the Erie Seawolves, same thing, always hitting the ball really hard. Now, Harris made an interesting comment uh, press conference where he said that that's why with Spencer being here for a while, we had to look at other other positions to put Big B at. Do you think, I mean, he's in the Arizona Fall League. Do you think he has a chance to grab a corner spot in the outfield in 2024? Heading into spring yeah. training. I think so. But it depends yeah. on if you're going to have to move. They had to have to move some of the left-handed bats they have. They have too many. I mean, many Riley probably starts at DH. Yep. Possibly. 100%. So, so yeah. Parker stays in center. Then you got two outfield spots. I could, I could definitely see it happen. Carry and then yeah, you have Carry and Matt. Carry's going to be in the lineup, and then Matt Drilling so, is kind of. Hey, no, he's going to be our starting third baseman. <laughs> At this point, he might be. <laughs> so, but also, this uh, begs the question: Do do we truly think Austin Meadows' time in Detroit is up? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I wish it. I, it was, I wish it wasn't. It's sad. But. So, so I guess, I guess, if if this if this season starts or this upcoming season starts like these past two starts, are they? Is he gonna? Are, are we gonna go through the same song and dance? Is he gonna? Or is he gonna try it? Do they non tender him and then sign him to a minor league deal? 
That would be the best thing they do is either the minor league deal or they just they just non-tender him altogether. That would be the only option. I, I, I mean, I, I guess I, I, I still see a scenario where he says, you know what, I, I want to try again. And and it probably will end the way that it ended the last two years. But it's I, I could see it. And so, and I, or I, if he can do it. And I would imagine that if he says, yes, I want to do it, they're they're going to probably defer to that. They'll probably defer to him do, doing that. They were probably not going to say no. I mean, maybe they'll say no, but I would guess that they would probably say, "Well, you're the veteran here." I mean, I don't know. Scout might say no. They might. They might say no to that. They just because just because of the outfield stuff they have, they don't really have a DH spot. They don't. I don't think they want to clog up a DH spot to begin with. I think no. I think it's going to be a rotating door, which is which is better generally. Anyway, you're not a the team's not a finished product. You can't have a DH unless you have a finished product. So you can slap somebody in there to, to play that spot. Having somewhere you can rotate someone in and out to play, so well, you play every day is good. And having just experienced the last you know six years of Miguel Cabrera as the full time DH or set, if I, it, it's kind of exciting to have that flexibility again. Oh yeah, I think that one thing with Austin Meadows, well, two things actually, because of of the of the issues he's been having, they're going to want to at least publicly treat him as, as kindly as possible to nurse their way through this. I mean, that goes without saying, and they should. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But the, the other thing to keep in mind, it's always easier for a front office to move on from a player they didn't, they weren't involved with acquiring, right? That's so that was an Alavila move. So it's much easier for Scott Harris to find a way to wiggle out of that and move on to something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's where, I mean, there's one thing about the developed product of, or the Tigers, uh, the new phrase we're hearing the they went down the pro, uh, player development camp. This is basically it was like your last shot and you're gone. Uh, there was it saw a lot of st- like product or prod guy or prod guys. Wow, or guys like uh, uh, Eric De La Rosa, Yaya Shadoof. Um, Gage Workman was fist close until he switched to exclusively <laughs> batting left handed. So I th- I think you're right. There's there's even in the press conference, like when he was asked about that, it's like, well, you know, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. And it just didn't seem like they haven't really heard from him. So, um, and, and I think deadly ninja bees said it in the chat, he said, tiger fans are already forgotten that Austin exists. And I would agree with that. Um, it, it's almost like, it's just not again, not like to be mean or anything, but it's just like, a, it's an afterthought at this point. So then you look at who can come up eventually and, and replace them or, I think what's going to happen too, and this is where I think the Tigers and Harris talked about this, and I want you guys to take about this. I think he's going to, tr- there's going to be a lot of minor league players, like maybe like an Andre Lipsius, for example, who I'm a big fan of, and I've been for a long time. We're going to see guys like that getting traded because they have to make they, the rule five decisions they have to make this offseason involving, well, they have to make room for Kyder Montero, they have to make room for uh, Elijah Afonso. They got to. They, they, there's some tough decisions here. So, this is where I think. So basically, I'm asking you guys this: Does Harris build the team to be more competitive via trade and wide wave wire again this offseason, or does he go out and get a big name? Because I don't think he gets a big name. I I don't believe he gets a big name. Via trade, the only way he gets yeah, one is the only way he gets one is trading. That's it. Not going to sign one. I think it's going to be more the same that we saw last offseason. And whether fans agree or not is one thing, but 
I think it'd be pretty disappointing just to trade for more spare parts. Get a name. If you're gonna trade, you have pieces to get a name. You have some depth in pitching. I would trade some of it. I think it's more that that Saudi approach, that Farhan. Like and, mix and match some pieces. I yeah, I I don't really agree with it either. But I think yeah. he's just viewing it long term, rather than filling for this season. So I think the real season starts 2025, and then just play competitive baseball until then. All right. Can see um, what about what, what's it you, Charlie? Um, I think he's going to go get Otani. He's going to get <laughs> that, that works very well. And, and Machado and Machado as well. This is the future is now, baby. No, uh, no, I, I, I very much agree. I think it's we, we they brought in Scott Harris to to be and Scott Harris then brought in you know, Jeff Greenberg, both to be guys who, who look for the value plays, look for the the guys who can, uh, can contribute more than what they're paying them for. And I think that any move we see is going to be a value move, meaning it's not going to be a huge free agent. It's not going to be someone who's going to pocket, the, you know, take, take the big pocketbook out as, uh, the late Mike Illich like to say. Um, so yeah, uh, I think it's I think it's one of those things where the irony of the situation is that as much as people wanted to get rid of Alavila for reasons that were probably fair and justifiable, I think one of the things a lot of people didn't realize is it meant that you know there's going to be. A, a little bit of a, of, of a step backwards or a little bit of a, okay, well, this guy's going to want to come in and make things his own. And that means he's not going to prioritize winning out of the gate. Um, I think that's, that's part of the product of hiring someone uh, new, hiring someone, uh, you know, out w- with, w- to get a fresh perspective. Um, that's yeah. As Mr. Act, like it says, it's money ball. And, you know, the iron. And so, with, let's let's let me just jump jump on the White Sox really quick. They uh, they hired Chris Getz uh, to replace um, Rick Hahn and uh, Kenny Williams, which you know they get they get a lot of pushback. From... <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Um, and, but in, but they get a lot of pushback for that, and I can see why, and they totally deserve it. But I can you can also say that if the White Sox are looking at the year they just had and saying, well, we think that's a fluke. You know, we got all of these talented guys. There's a there's a world where we can come back and win it. Not saying they are. But if they think that, then bringing in promoting a guy from internally in the org is kind of the move to do that, because he he's not going to be burdened by having to learn all of the systems. He's not going to be burdened by having to, you know, go through and reassess the org. He helped build the org. So he knows it. He might not have done a good job, but he's in a position to, to, you know, gunslinger it like the old West and, and make reckless moves. Cause in, in a way he's, I mean, well, that's kind of exactly what happened with Alavila. I mean, he was an org guy who got brought in and then he went out and signed Justin Upton and Jordan Zimmerman. I mean, I think that's, that's kind and, of and to the point, like everyone's favorite GMs now, uh, Mike Elias, or well, former GM uh, Jeff Luno. They didn't mm-hmm. really make 
huge moves a couple of seasons into. They just kind of built through the draft and player development. Yep. And I'm I'm perfectly fine with that. I mean, I, I there's the, the the great when I look at this year, comparatively speaking to like the the waiver wire game, the Tigers have have absolutely positively sucked at. They've they've been terrible. I mean, like, it, it, and I'm not going to count Brandon Dixon leading the team in home runs. That was just that was just outright <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, but the fact that they got something out of Andy Andy Baez in the second just be able to if you were to tell me that he was going to be the starting second baseman and Johnny and Don I would have believed you that Jonathan Scope would not have been on the team in the year I would believe that but to, to say Baez was I mean his OPS and and Harris was I mean here's the thing about Harris the one thing I did pick up on is that he remembers I mean every little thing he's won he's like I, I, he's he's like he's instantly he's going to tell you about it quickly like for right. example he was trying to tell everybody oh yeah watch for Sorry Gibson Long's changeup in the dugout McCoskey and all these guys didn't like who what and I asked him about that but he was ready to point that out and sure as hell when he started throwing that change up and didn't all that nasty stuff you know here's like yeah yeah and that's how you <laughs> and that's how that I picked up on but um one one prospect that I don't see many people talking about but Harris mentioned I watched it on Valley Sports he says keep a lookout for Brady Allen in the same breath as Justice Bigby <laughs> whether he whether they have underlying data that suggests that Brady Allen should be in the same breath as Justice Big I got a few names I'd like know. to call him. No, I, I, <laughs> no, I but, but, like Brady Allen had a really good year at West Michigan and maybe like I, I, he didn't really get a lot of time in Erie so I, I as far as he was I, I mean Brian Pena was pissed pissed that uh, Brady Allen got called up the double A. I think Brady Allen defensively was a significant upgrade because if they didn't have him in West Michigan, I don't know if you guys know or not, but Roberto Campos was awful in the outfield this year. Awful. And yeah, seems like yeah, 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 like like we're talking <laughs> it was bad. He looked pretty lost out there, man. Yeah. And it, and I it's it, it's a lot for a 19-year-old, but some of the routes he was taking on the ball were just like some more like he needed a map, man. Yeah, he, he needed a map. Yeah, he needed a map. <laughs> like, yeah, I remember when Chris and I were out there and Tony Paul goes, Oh, I heard he's a butcher out there. It's like, no, no, no. What is he? He makes three errors in that same damn game. So it's <laughs> Brady Allen did a really good job. Defensively, he was he really did a, a, a standing job. There was a couple balls that he hit hard. And I just if that's the underlying data, okay, I can see that. But I just maybe I need more of a sample size in double in double A before I can draw that because you know, until actually until he got here, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but he wasn't really when they got him, he was he was putting up decent numbers, right? I mean, he wasn't. I mean, I just pull up his fan graphs. It's pretty middle of the road stuff. Yeah. I mean, like 109 WRC plus stuff like that. The slash lines are pretty normal for for a ball. To be fair, the question was under the radar. Tigers that uh, he would be, yeah, he would be under the radar, hundred percent. How old is he? Twenty three. Twenty. Yeah. 2324. Yeah. Yeah. Big B's 24. So I'm the same age. I put Alfonso is under the radar because, I mean, he had a really good series for Erie in the playoffs. And the defensive metrics had him second best catcher in single A. Again, which, whether it doesn't matter or not, whether framing because of the automated strike zone, if that's going to matter or not, 
uh, I would consider him under the radar. I mean, if we're going to go in that route, but I don't know. It's, I mean, what are they, I'm, I'm looking for the next, uh, are they going to put JD McLaughlin on there too? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's underrated. So yeah. that, that question you could put in anybody, I guess. Yeah, no, it's yeah. Uh, well, Brady Allen would be great because no one's ever compared to expectations because no one's ever heard of Brady Allen. Yeah, unless you're me or all, all of us, and we're talking about like when he and South Bend get South Bend. I correct me if I'm wrong. He was the only one, only one guy that was hitting for West Michigan, right? That game we won't watch. I remember uh, Holton more than I remember Brady yeah, Allen. Okay. Um, but, um, I mean, Brady Allen might have gotten a hit or two, but I just remember uh, Holton pitching his brains out. Um, but also, you you brought up uh, Scott Harris waiver pickups. You went Andy Abanez before you went uh, Tyler Holton. Was that a yeah. waiver pickup? Or was that just free? I was that was that was yeah, that was that was a good one. There was there was a couple of them that are kind of like Lyle Lockhart, for example. That was oh, yeah. Yeah. really that's a, good. That's a, win. that's a big win because you look at his numbers in Tulsa to his numbers in Erie, it's not even the same pitcher. And then he, he was, was blocking everybody in the Dodgers system. Yeah. And then and the Dodgers, he there and cuts in what an half? Yeah. And he told and basically what he told us is that the Dodgers like either you go down the development can or you're you know to work on your stuff or or and he so he talked to his agent and see if they could get a trade and the Tigers were interested. And they were able to spot something. They were showing him how and he, they're telling him to throw a split finger. And, but yeah, he was, what the Tigers did there was they saw something and recognized it and made it, made it into a weapon. The same thing with Eddie's Leonard. I was about to just, I was about to say that's almost the exact same story with happened, happened with Eddie's, Eddie's lizards. Eddie's lizards. <laughs> he just got kind of bounced off that Dodgers roster. They seen a spot when they traded for all those guys. It was, uh, was like Eddie Rosario or, or Ahmed Rosario, who they traded for. And all of them just needed that spot. So they ended up getting bounced off the roster because the Dodgers have a, a, just a too many riches in terms of yeah. everything they yeah. have. So and, and this is where, this is well, where apparently not pitching, but that's more to Lance Lynn's supposed to start game three for them. I'm sure he'll be fine because it's the Dodgers. Yeah. And, and, and Urias has his own struggles. Yeah. <laughs> no, but this is where this is where I think this is a positive sign going things forward because of the identifying talent in other systems like that, because the, the biggest takeaway from Leonard, by the way, is that he went from, I mean, he's pretty young to be in triple a, by the way, and he hit above the league average, hard hit contact. Same thing with, I believe it was um, ISO numbers were really good in a short period of time. Now well, shortstop wise, what's up? Oh well, and when they when they pulled him from the when they got him from the Dodgers, he hadn't even played in AAA yet. That was what I found interesting. He was in AA and he was middling, if even that, at AA. And then once again, the Tigers grab him, put him immediately in AAA, and he starts having uh, incredible success. So I yeah, that's he repeating AAA from twenty twenty two. All right, I mean AA. No, he had never All played right, AA no, before no, that. No, yeah. No, oh yeah. So he. All right. His ISO jumped in the, in the AAA from what it was in at Tulsa. And, t- and here's the thing. Here's the kicker. Where the Dodgers play the Southern League, Tulsa, that's a hitter. Fr- I mean, that's a hitter's friendly league. I mean, that's You're like. Paradise. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's uh, the 
the prospect for the Brewers, the nineteen year old um Jackson uh, or Churio. Yeah, Churio. Churio. thank you. Yeah. yeah. That guy was hitting almost four hundred in that league. I mean, that was just how ridiculous some of those numbers are. But um no, it's I think that's where the Tigers are the, if the Tigers are gonna do if there's one thing they have noticed this year is that getting those little pot like getting the most out of their talent. Um even a guy like uh uh, ben Malgeri, who, granted, his offense might not be consistent, but is he a guy who will play a fourth outfield someday? I don't know. It's more intriguing to me. I'm not saying he'll probably end up being like Jacob Robson or something to that effect, but Trevor you know, Hooth would say yes. <laughs> oh, Trevor Hooth, by the way, I love I love Trevor Hooth. It was just funny. Yeah, yeah, shout out to Trevor and him doing the victory parade over Reese Olsen because he was he really was on Reese Olsen train, and when everybody got, when he called up, oh, why is he doing that? But anyway. Shout out to shout out to him. So grades on players. This is where I, I this is a, a fun thing for me to do because <laughs> um, I, I, uh, you know, going, growing up, I went to a Catholic school, so I didn't get an F. I got a U. It was a D and then U, which it was like, what? Um, so grades, we're going to go through simply A through mm-hmm. D uh, or and or incomplete. So okay. I'm going to go and name players off the roster and we're going to go from Steve all the way down to uh, uh, Charlie. So we'll start with, let's see here. Um, I'll, I might even sprinkle in a, a minor league player too, just to throw you guys off, but just a simple, quick grade and why. Uh, Jake Rogers. Uh, I think that's A+. Plus. I think he's been, that's a great season for him. A whole bunch whole bunch of great defense. And he, and he hit 20 homers. I mean, the contact's not there, but you don't really need it from the catcher spot. He steals strikes. He handles the pitching stiff exactly the way you want it to. All the young, all the young stuff. I like Jake Rogers a lot. I've always been a big fan of the way he handles the defense. Um, but I don't he think had a he had great mustache and the mustache. Rest, rest and by the way, yeah, speaking of great, great official here, by the way, it was good to meet Sean over the weekend. I got to, we got a chance to meet Sean yeah. down at Comerica Park, and he has a great beard. So, Sean, thank you for the five dollars. Sean was great. Yeah, Sean was a uh, Sean's good people. But I think. I think Jake Rogers had as good a season as anybody could have expected out of that guy. He hit, I mean, like I said, the contact's not there, but I don't care. He can slug a catcher that hits you 20 homers and can, and can start two thirds of the games and you're happy with everything behind the dish. Fine with me. I don't think he's a problem at all. But what about the catcher ERA? (laughs) 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 It's the only way to evaluate catchers. Yeah. <laughs> Uber, what about you? Okay, well, from all these grades, whenever I do this stuff, you know, I always C is an average grade, right? Yeah. Uh, so C is not it's a bad for, grade. In C my is world, also for cookie, yes. C is not a bad grade. So uh, for me, Jake Rogers, uh, I did like that he seemed to get rid of some of the uppercut to his swing that he had early in the season. He tried to level things out, and I think he saw some progress from that. Uh, yeah, I think he's good behind the plate. You know, is he long term going to be the catcher for this team when they're contending? Not sure. I give him B minus. Well, all right, all right, Matt. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it an A minus. Right. So, I mean, basically, all the points that Steve mentioned like he slugs, he calls a good game, and he blocks and he plays good defense. So, I mean, that's. All I could ask for in a catcher. I mean, I don't really care about if he's sitting for average or not. I mean, he's making good hard contact and in the ball. So 
that's pretty much all I can ask for. By the way, uh, Sean thinks we need a na- best nickname award for the Discord. Rake Rogers is up there. Rake Jodgers. Yeah, I was going Jake from Rake Farm. <laughs> all right. Uh, Charlie, Jake Rogers. We, we started the Carrie Bonds, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That is that is trademarked to this Discord. That was when somebody um, asked not- Chris for a comp for him, and I kept calling him Barry Bonds. <laughs> Um, I'm going to go A minus as well. Uh, when, when I'm thinking of these grades, I'm thinking of them relative to my expectations. Um, with, as, as you said, uh, with C being, that's exactly what I expected that no more, no less. Um, so if C is exactly what I expected, he went out and delivered above and beyond that he provided, he provided the brilliant defense we have come to expect out of him especially in this era that is even more challenging for catchers than it used to be. Um, but he then also provided at offense that you don't really see out of catchers. You don't see those home runs. You don't, I mean, yeah, not, he walks enough where, you know, he doesn't need to, uh, you know, 7.7% walk rate can pad the OBP a little bit to make it. I mean, he was ultimately a league average hitter. To get that out of a plus defensive catcher, that that's a win. So A minus. Obviously, he could have been better, um, but that's just me being picky. Also, he's a great clubhouse guy. Mustache. Fun. Fun. Mustache. Yeah. I I see him on all the post games. He seems great. Would love to see like the post game celebration with them in the playoffs. Oh yeah, he, he's yeah. He, he's really cool in the locker room too. He's a really just like. Very approachable, always down to talk. And I, before Eric Cost got cut, it was the same way with him. Both those guys were all right. Let's move on. Lightning round to Spencer Turkelson. Steve, I think that's like a solid like BB plus. Okay, just because of the struggles, struggles at the beginning of the season they had, but he finished so strong in those last two months. Really turned on that election that he showed forty home run power, which he's supposed to have. And I think, yeah, I think it's probably probably go with a solid B. For him because just because of the those first just first two three months man he looked everybody was dogging him for a lot of stuff i mean for a decent reason but the underlying metrics always showed that he would flip it around eventually the batted ball luck was crazy with him but yeah i'd go with b uh, um youper uh you know i think obviously yeah the slow start uh was troubling at times he came out of it I've always been a believer. To me, the whole season was down to him, what him and Green could become, uh, where this franchise is going to go. Um, so he finished strong. We'll give him a B. Uh, I, I hesitate to go that high, but uh, he certainly showed enough where I think the next couple of years are really the, the proof will be there that uh, he's a long-term solution. All right. Matt? Uh, B minus. Minus. I mean, yeah, the last two months were great. Um, June on, he batted, I think, a 113, 115 WRC plus. Obviously, I would like to see it a little higher, around 125 or so, especially with the uh, defense being as bad as was. I don't think he's as bad defensively as he showed this year, but yeah, with that, with the type of defense he showed this year, I would love to see the offense be a little bit. More consistent and better throughout. Mr. So, yeah, it, it was it was solid. Mr. Mr. Uh, Mr. Act like it agrees with you on that. I like that. All right, Charlie. C. 
Gets a C. For the reasons I said earlier, he did exactly what I expected him to do. (laughs) No less. This This has nothing to do with what I think he could be. I think he could be a lot more. This has nothing to do with the future, but based on what he did, exactly what I expected. Increase the power, increase the times on base. Even got a little bit better defensively. I mean, he wasn't good, but last year he was a, he could not field a pop-up. He's still not great on fielding pop-ups, but he's better. It was, it, was, it was still a rough go, but he got better as the season went along. So. It was so bad, but it was better. It would be cool to get him a third base and hit him in the chest with the ball. Yeah, no, we can try. We can try and Reese Hoskins and uh, move Spencer. You know, try to fill yeah, out the dream of him being a third yeah. baseman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a draft promise. Yeah. So we'll give Cabrera the MVP, and we'll put him at short. His his original position. <laughs> You know, I, I do like. By the way, I do like Richard's comment. He says, "You guys are tough recruiters." He's twenty three years old, B plus. Okay, um, <laughs> and uh, Sean here with the this green Torque thought he was who he thought he was, and, and I'm sure if Chris Brown was here, he probably Chris Brown would probably give him a C. Um, probably. I, I look. Bottom line is, he, he, yeah, I, I'm not. You know what? I'm not doing the grades because I I can't. I'm just. Uh, journalist or whatever you want to call me um so i'm moving on Complete. to incompletes everybody so. yeah it incompletes like yeah it's uh he could have hit better for average okay that's that's where i'm at with that with him on that uh any bias any abayas any abanias yeah, I, mean, I think that's i mean he's probably also a b because i thought he was terrible when he first came just i hate his approach at the plate the approach at the plate always would frustrate me the way he's because he takes some of the biggest hacks You'd ever see when he walks up to that dish. No, it, it, it is weird to me that he has as much success as he does because he steps in the bucket a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah that man, oh, walks up, he walks up like he's going to hit a six run homer every time. And it's like, Jesus, man. Yeah. <laughs> but, and Luis Santana both. Like, but, Yuri, but, yeah. but his numbers turn out really good. The metrics are pretty good. I, I, I think he's probably a beat. Like, I don't really care if he's on the roster next year or not. Like, I'm cool if they move on or they keep him. It's either way. But, like, for what he was and what I thought he was going to be, way better than what I thought he was going to be. So I'll probably go with B. All right. Uh, Uper. Didn't he have like an 0 for 38 or somewhere in there? In yeah. yeah. It was, when you, it was when you factor that in to where his numbers ended up, not bad. Yeah. Uh, I like the guy. I like the fact that he's pretty reliable at several positions. Um, he hit better down the stretch than I thought he was capable of. And now he is 30. So he's at that age where when you're a marginal journeyman type guy, you lose anything uh, in terms of bat speed. Your future is not bright. And uh, Eric Haas mm-hmm. will tell you all about that. So, but uh, I, he did more than I expected, especially in the second half. So he's a strong C plus. Uh, and if he's back next year, I like him more than McKinstry. All right. Matt. Yeah, he was a lot better than I expected. Uh, B minus B. Okay. Okay. And. I mean, he had a few of those hobby bias, like focus, concentration mistakes, whether it was base running or defense. But, I mean, his expected stats were much better than his uh, actual stats. And, yeah, he performed. Played a solid second base. Don't put him at left or right field, AJ, like he did earlier this year. But, yeah. Uh, Baez had, did have more home runs than, uh, or, uh, than hobby Baez did. Uh, Charles. 
Uh, well, Matt, you you can't know not to put him in left field unless you put him in left field. <laughs> <laughs> Hell, shit. Oh, sorry. Uh, put put Torque in center. Put Torque in center. We, we don't know if he can play there or not. <laughs> he played center at Arizona State. I watched him do that. <laughs> oh, man. That'd be, that'd be an adventure. It was like a, they were like up by like 10 runs. And they said, Raj, can you play the Benny Hill music for me? Do you got that? <laughs> yeah, I got that ready. I got it queued up. All right. Um, hey, we, had, we had Harold playing center a few years ago. So. God, did, did Colorado try? I thought Colorado tried him out in center, and that just seems rude to do. That's a really big center field to put him in. Scalding yeah. <laughs> at you. Like, Let's see. That seems mean to do. Anyway, uh, yeah, I'm going A minus on Andy Abanez. I like it. it. I like it. Has nothing to do with how I think he'll do in the future, at all. I think this is probably the high high water mark for him. But also, I had zero expectations for him. I thought he was going to be first cut. Like anytime an issue was coming up, like we had to get rid of Andy Abanez. Get rid of Andy Abanez. What are we doing? Here? Yeah. I mean, and he ended up being our fourth most valuable position player. Um, he ended up being one of our uh, five position players who was an above average hitter, uh, or four if you only look at qualified hitters. Um, and that's even assuming, and I, I think even less than that. I think we've had even yeah, at one point he was a two war player too. Um, but I mean, can, he had a, I mean, he was solid defensively in the at second base. He was a productive hitter. And this is a guy who I had no expectations for. This is a journeyman we picked up from Texas. So considering how bottom of the barrel, how abysmally low my expectations were, they were A minus. I can't I can't couldn't reasonably ask that much more out of yeah, him. Yeah, like when he was initially called up, we we're like, okay, he's gonna be here for a week or two, then he's gonna go back down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just for the injury, and he just kind of performed and stuck around for the rest of the year. Well, just the fact that they let him survive that over thirty-eight or whatever the number was, and they yeah. kept him around uh, was was pretty stunning. I mean, there were a lot of people calling for him to be gone. You know, his numbers like, in Toledo, though, like those advanced numbers, showed that there was a reason why they want him out there. But by the way, um, Todd put in uh, that bias is like a, a carbuncle that you can't get rid of. And I had to look that up because I had no idea what the hell that was. And it's a type of staph infection that appears. It's a collection of boils or infected bumps. They're often swollen, red, and painful. I think some people would describe that as the Victor Reyes experience. People, oh, <laughs> people cool. hated Victor Reyes more than I think they should. Yeah. Reyes got such a bad rap, man. I, he <laughs> was fine for a rule five picket. I thought it was he, fine, but yeah. <laughs> All right. He was perfectly cromulent, but my issue with him was that how can you be built like this Leviathan god? And yeah, he, he's a linebacker, and he's just like slapping. But he also ran, ran. He also ran goofy. like Frankenstein. Like, yeah. Just like, yeah. Just, yeah. When he ran for balls, he'd throw his hands out. And I always thought he never yeah. knew where the ball was at. <laughs> He's a funny player to watch. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I miss watching him get, like run in the outfield because it was almost like I'm. Like, it's a guy from Chappelle show. Like, yeah, he never. That. He should never play in Oakland Coliseum again. Well, he. Well, you can't oh. anymore. But. <laughs> um, oh, was it? Was it? Was it yeah. game, that was the game last year, right? Where he, yeah. I mean, he got he got lost in the sun a couple times. Yeah, I yeah. just like whenever he did anything good, you could say he is victorious. <laughs> we missed that. Yeah, victorious definitely gets an F. Can't spell um, victory without Victor. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, let's okay. Let's uh, lightning round. Thirty seconds on Javi Baez. Go. I mean, yeah. I mean, like an F, man, is bad. <laughs> I've never. I. It sucked. He had a really bad year. I mean, you can't. Enough, I mean, there's just no other options for shortstop. So I'm not. I can't. People dog that guy so much. It's hard to dog him more. He had a really bad year. I hope he comes back and fixes. He comes back. If he can get back to an AWRC plus, he'd be really valuable. So. I, it's it's bad though. F. <laughs> F. Uh, Uper. Yeah, you know, I mean, a couple defensive plays a week, and which you might like, but yeah, D minus. I mean, he's he. It's hard to envision the road back for him. I mean, uh, Harris was saying it's going to take an organizational approach to get him back to uh, a good player. It's just really, really hard for me to envision how they get there, given what we've seen and what he fishes at. F minus, wow, okay. Yeah, F minus from uh, yeah, Mr. Act like it. Uh, Matt. We give him D minus. Um, defense was there. He has great shades. Um, I don't know what to, <laughs> to say positive. It's hard. It's he has hard. good tattoos. I don't know. Um. <laughs> he's fun when he's hot. Like when he's when he's hot, he's super fun to watch play baseball. But other than that, that, that was a great three days. I was yeah. hoping that like the feet pick that he liked the feet pick on oh Twitter God. was was real. So he that, like he had that week where he like Hobby likes feet and just like show him some feet picks so he'll get hot. So. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot about that. <laughs> Gonna give Rod a second here. Uh, uh, go yeah, go ahead. Um my my perspective on bias is I'll wait, but go ahead. Because uh, I like giving the crazy – see, I, this is this is exactly <laughs> what I expected out of Baez. Yeah. I had zero expectations for his offense. So, so Hey, you did, you did mention that you dogged your Chicago Cub friends when Baez was a part so, of there. So, so it is it, exactly what you expect. <laughs> You know, it, it was such a bitter moment, like because everyone in my town is a Chicago Cubs fan and they would all just, I, you know, they all loved Javier Baez so much, so much. And I told them, I told them time and again, you know, when he's going to fall off, he's going to fall off hard and he's going to fall off fast and you're not even going to know it hit you. And any GM who gives him a hundred million dollar contract is an idiot. I was in the same boat, man. <laughs> I think we all were. We were looking for the Korea, at all. Our, our Seager. Yeah, and the Seager, we were like, Seager story, anybody. It was always the top four. Yeah. I have so had been fine too. I have had to eat those words time and time and time again. <laughs> oh. Yeah, this is about what I expected from out of your bias. Yeah, the, look, and here's the thing. I. Before we move on, if I had to give him a grade, I would give him a C or like, I know people are going to say, well, what's wrong with you? Seeing the fact that he went up and owned it, he owned it to the press. And I, I people, there's a lot of people on Twitter and rightfully so they give him a hard time all the time, but he's told they hinched, like he can't see the ball well out there, but he's not making excuses. He said, look, this is, he's had a lot of, you know, his grandfather, dying i mean he's i think he's doing a lot 
of other they things. Said he, they said he wasn't healthy too, right? Towards yeah. down the stretch, something was going on. I don't know what yeah. it was. I don't know. He what. wasn't hundred percent, so they were trying to yeah. like. Leave I don't him. know. They never yeah. said what it was though. What, 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 did they ever I, say what it was? No. They, oh, okay, I, I was just yeah. curious. Oh no, no, no. They, yeah, it was never yeah. talked about. But I, that's why I, I, I gotta respect the guy who does not make excuses. Anybody cannot. He could have gone out there and avoided everybody, but he went and talked to the media. And to me, that's just okay. I have a little bit of a different opinion about him D- defensively. It's, you know, sometimes you were like, wow, that's a really good place. Sometimes you're like, what the, you know, but. And, and no doubt he's working hard behind the scenes to correct some of these issues. Um, you said that. I, I didn't more. believe you. I didn't believe you the way you said that. You were just like, you were smiling the whole time. Like, trying to cater to the Twitter fans. <laughs> <laughs> so, but may, maybe he has more time to, and work with that organizational effort as as scott harris said to try and correct and make these minor tweaks to hopefully perform better i mean we don't need hobby to bat 270 280 in his best years with chicago when he was hitting 25 30 home runs we just need hobby to bat 240 with some 20 home runs and maybe like a 90 wrc plus with the defense that he showed this year i think that would be oh I just wanted to say uh, before uh, Mr. Ackley is out of here, thank you for the nine ninety nine. I appreciate that. Oh yeah, exquisite. Very nice. Off the Frickers building. Thank you, sir. Yeah, thank you. Okay. As and I, I, I will say this about Baez uh, before we move on. You know, when he got moved, bumped lower and lower in the batting order. I mean, I, I thought that was going to be a big deal, and you never heard him say one word about that. Yeah. Which yeah. you know, to to Raj, to your point, you know that that's him more or less acknowledging, hey, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing here. I mean, mo- most times when, when a big-name guy gets gets that, you, you hear about it. You hear about it and them complaining about it or something, but he seem- seemingly took it in stride. The defense still being so good while he had those struggles with the plate is pretty impressive to begin with because, like, man, he didn't let it bleed into his defense at least because defense no. is still always so sparkling when he'd show it. Yeah. Uh, he'd make some little some yeah. bad ones, but like, he'd yeah, still he really make more about awesome plays. Yeah. <laughs> I think he just cares more about winning than his individual yeah. performance. So yeah, which is good. Yeah, I'd rather have that. At least he He's knows. He's a good teammate, though. That's the, and that's the bottom line. He is a very good teammate. Yeah, I I can't jump on the dog yeah. pile. It's hard to jump on the dog pile on Twitter with him anymore. It's yeah. just like guys, like you can't do anything about him. It's the same people. What are you gonna do? I mean, yeah, yeah, it's the same people who like. I think there's some people who rejoiced in Matt Shepard getting fired, and like they're doing like some sort of like celebratory dance. It's like. I don't see your fat ass trying to be a broadcaster, so shut up. I've been saying some of them were fat, but just seems like some of them were just. I would love to see Pick Charles be a play-by-play guy. I think he has <laughs> yeah. a chops for it. Definitely has the the the, the, the voice. There'd be so be many, I be be so many puns. Meadows in the outfield would be ridiculous. I would not be allowed in the booth during Twins games. That's that's the problem. That's my <laughs> I'm, be, I'm waiting for I'm waiting for him. No, it, it would program. be a players only broadcast for the Twins games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All it, right, it, it would be Harry Carey and Jimmy Pearsall mashed into one. <laughs> <laughs> like it? I like that. Well, that's a good one. All right, so th- okay, just thirty seconds on Nick Maton. Um, I'm gonna go. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, go Nick Maton. Go. Uh, D. D. Okay. That, that is is. Offense is just 
I, I don't like I don't like the like he he's he's able to watch all those pitches go by. He's really good at taking pitches, but he cannot pick out what pitch he wants to hit. Cannot see spin. Or give him a high fastball. That's about all he can. That's, hit. yeah, he can hit those. Yeah, anything with spin though. I mean, good luck. He just can't see it very well at all. Uh, and then third base, he was not good either. He was struggling over there. Like I just remember that Cardinals game where he made two errors in a row, and then it was like all downhill from there. Like, but I, I, I not a big Maton guy. So. Thirty seconds is too long. No, you're right, Richard. Uh, D and move on. Really, yeah. <laughs> Wolf was it incomplete? Um, Uper. Oh, D. Not All much right. more to add. Yeah. Everybody, yeah. So is everybody across the board just gonna go D? Uh, pretty much. Pretty much. Our <laughs> F. Yeah, F would okay. work. I feel bad for him. I think he's much yeah. better than he showed, but just like a decent bait or bench bet. Uh, here's one. Here's one. I'm gonna. I think this is gonna be a two school, two different or many schools of thought on this one. Akil Badu, Steve. Probably I'll give him like a C. All right. C. Okay. About what I thought he'd be. Duper. Yeah, uh, I'm a C. Uh, I I I oh, think okay. he's I think he's a player that uh, you can still have some hopes for. Um, draw some walks when he does make contact. Every home run he hits, none of them are fence scrapers. He, he has some pop. I mean, it goes right. when he connects. He just doesn't do it enough. But I I see no reason to dump him. Okay. Matt? Yeah, see. Um, see? As oh, you okay. mentioned, he's got, he's got pop. He's got a lot of qualities that you want in a baseball player. He doesn't hit consistently in his third year. So it's kind of getting that time, whether it's show me or not, whether you can hit consistently or not. But the rest of it, he has. Okay. He's a decent base runner. A good base dealer has pop, plays good left field sometimes. Yeah, he'd be a little bit. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, sometimes yeah. he'll lose it. Yeah, sometimes he'll lose, uh, lose the ball in the lights. Charlie D, plus. I, I had, I had, a, I had big hopes for him, and I still do. I still do. By the way, the, these all these grades are basically. What did they do this year? It has nothing to do with what I expect them to do going forward. I still think the world of him, and I still think he can be a great player. But, uh, yeah, I, I had high hopes for him, and he didn't really live up to them. So, D+. plus. Yeah, I I had – I can't stick up for him anymore like I used to. Um, so, I, I know. I, oh, I, 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 there were some glimpses there, but, yeah, I think yeah. he might be yeah. – he might be he, used he, to free bait. Like, at this yeah. point, if, if you have Big B – Waiting in the wings. If you have some of these players you're talking about, this is where the Tigers can make these guys expendable. Because again, as I believe it was Charlie said earlier, there's no ties to because they didn't bring them in. It was it was a total uh, Alavila prayer in hell rule five thing. Because that was again, and he's attracted trade bait too. Like he yeah. he still has a lot of qualities. That he's, yeah, he's young too. That's gonna help. Yeah, so. Riley, okay, so we'll do all the so we're gonna do these next two at the same time, so that way we can get the pitching real quick because we're running we're we're running a little long here, but it's okay actually. We're having a really good conversation and we're getting more people as we come in here. Uh, Riley Green and Kerry Carpenter, Steve. Uh, I mean, I mean Riley. I mean, if I'm not counting the like not counting the injuries because that's I don't know if that's super his fault or anything because I mean except for I don't know if he died for that ball anyway. But I mean Riley Green, B plus. Great, great season, A minus for him. I mean, it, just it stay healthy for him. That's it. Like, 
he just needs to be on the field. Like if, if it's with the injuries, then it's like a like a B minus type of thing. But I don't know. Like I said I don't think it's really affect that. Like it's kind of his kind of his thing. Him and then uh, Carrie Carpenter, B plus, good season, great. I mean, I still it's for power is kind of a force in the left hand side of the lineup that they need. Um, that's probably where I put him at. All right. Buy him a back to tank. Yeah, I like that. The Sean with the, the I like that there. Uh carry with A plus. Riley put him back in the back of tank. Yeah, that's a very good awesome Star Wars reference. <laughs> well done, Sean. Seriously, I would but you know what, man? You you, you, like you definitely do one of these. Exquisite. Yeah. All right. You, you first, real quick. Uh Riley Green is a B. Uh, you know, it's just the availability thing. He's got to stay healthy, prove he can do it. And I'd love to see a little more power, but that's nitpicking. Uh, but give him a B. Lot, lots to look forward to. Uh, if he stays on the field, he's going to be great. Uh, Kerry Carpenter, also going B. Didn't finish strong, uh, but he still he didn't like fail at the end. He was still getting on base a little. Uh, I still think there's a lot there. Um, so, yeah, give it a B and bring him back. Matt? Uh, B for Riley. Uh, B plus for Kerry. Uh, Riley, just, again, stay on the field. Show a little more consistency. He, he still has his uh, droughts here and there. That ground ball Riley. Ground ball Riley yeah. just him on the ground. So. <laughs> Riley ground. Riley ground. <laughs> All right. We're looking for more Lionly Green. But yeah, Kerry. Um, Great. He shows it off. So he's Kerry Bonds. Kerry <laughs> Bonds, yeah, that's true. Charlie. I'm right there with Steve. I think B plus on both. Uh, I had big expectations for both of them coming into the year, and I think they, for the most part, lived up to it, and then and then some. Wouldn't um, that be a C, though? No, if if they exceeded oh. my expectations, oh, they exceeded. Okay, I had big expectations, and they eclipsed them. Uh, and I, and, you know, obviously some things to nitpick with, some things to, uh, it, it, you know, deep, as uh, Youp said, you know, car, carps slow down. And he had some defensive things that, you know, obviously an improvement defensively, but also some dumb routes, some dumb decisions back there. Um, so, and, you know, once again, nitpicking stuff. So that keeps them from a territory, but B plus for both good seasons for them with, even with high expectations. I, I think old BK was like, how Rogers going to a minus if carp can't get any better than B for leading the team in war. I think it's because of the second half of the season. I mean, I think Carpenter, I think he had like let, hit, almost quarter 190, 200. Uh, he struggled down the stretch. And whereas Rogers at least was somewhat, was consistent. You, you got, you knew exactly what you're getting with Jake Rogers. Kerry Carpenter started the year strong, but I think he kind of faded a little bit. Kerry, so. Kerry went off in July and August. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I've said before, I'm grading all of these guys on a curve. It also has to do with position. Yeah. It also has to do with position. Rodgers is just like Rodgers is a catcher too. So it's just like just a, a bigger deal. And his defense is a really big factor in that because he's the catcher. You're going to manage the staff, all that. You know what? And and Todd brings up a good question. And, and this, because it has something to do with the pitching staff, which we're just, I'm just going to give you guys the pitching staff. And you just give me three of your favorite and why. And because and, I don't want to go in with running, you know, I don't to go all night here with this. But um, what it, Todd wants to know, what we thought about expanding coaching staff's impact. And I'll tell you this, Robert Lung is a, 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 a weapon. A weapon. He's a, he's a, he's a goddamn genius. Like, pardon, you know, pardon me, pardon me using the Lord's name in vain for everybody who listens to <laughs> apologize, but 
look what he did with Sarah Gibson Long. He's like, you know what? I'm going to teach you. A, I'm going to teach you how to throw a cutter in three days. They told him to take a start off and learn a cutter. He learned a cutter in the middle of the season. And the adjustments he made to some of these pitchers to make them better, there were sequences where they threw nothing but a changeup or they whatever the case was. They they were able and same thing with you gotta give um uh who's the the uh, Juan Nieves too. Juan Nieves deserves a lot of credit too. These Everybody guys, talks about cutter, but Nieves if, is there. If only Zach Lowe out. learned a cutter. Oh, so God. Yeah, poor. Uh, <laughs> can, we, can we call uh, players going to Dr. Robert Lund, putting them in the Iron Lund? Ooh, <laughs> yeah, like, like Iron, like, instead of Iron Maiden, like, what was that big statue that every Iron Maiden show? There's a, uh, what's the guy's, the, the mascot or whatever? Um, Isn't the Iron Maiden? No, no. It's, well, it's, there's some sort of like, you know, every Iron Maiden shirt, you see that mm-hmm. guy always like, like oh yeah, yeah there's a name for the guy yeah whoever the guy is there should be one for Robert like Doctor Robert Lung just like <laughs> just I don't know. anyway Tiger's minor league report sure yeah I think more more coaches is generally always pretty good I mean you look at any of the successful teams they have a billion coaches if you go look at the list yeah by the way I still Mondo's here in Iowa and uh, I happen to work with Brody Brecht's uh, high school coach. And um, Brody Brecht went to Iowa and picked up about four or five miles per hour on his fastball within the first month of working with Lund at Iowa. Oh. Um, and just signed, you know, he's going to go probably in the top five to ten picks next year's draft. I mean, he's, you know, one of the best arms in college baseball. He can throw more strikes. Yeah, well, he does, but, you know, he, he's still going to get picked up there. Uh, Did Lund work with driveline, too, or no? I'm not sure. I can't. I'm not what? sure. I'm curious. I, I, you know, I umpired uh, Brody Brecht's couple of his games. I mean, the guy's a major talent, but Lund took him from, you know, a great level to an obscene level uh, in terms of stuff and command and or not command, but excuse me, stuff and velocity. So uh, I think that was a really end up uh, under the radar, great pickup for the Tigers. By the way, Stan wants to know why can Lund improve Wentz or Hill? Stan, you can't, you can't get everybody. Can't I, mean, everybody you, you, yeah. I mean, if he did, I mean, I think that, he would be uh, another major league team would hire him by now. But look, the bottom line is regardless of you, you're getting Miguel Diaz who literally had an ERA over five, the entire season. suddenly they come out and go, all right, I'm going to throw gas and throw an ERA over just, just under, just under two the last month of the season. You take what Miguel that? Diaz. This is a guy that we've seen before last year was on the 40 man roster. He did absolutely Jack Schwash. Schwash. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, I like it. Good, I like it. Yeah. So, so that's wow. what I'm saying. Like, um, oh, Stan. By the way, I'm just. I well, it should do a countdown. How, how long I can stay on the screen? But sometimes it's because it's just me doing everything behind the scenes. I try to keep it rapid fire. There, my my bad, my bad. I don't try to keep it. I don't do the comments things on purpose. But, um, anyway, uh, I do. We should grade. You know what? We should grade though. One person we should grade across the board because we're getting requests for it. Erod. Erod, Erod, final season in the Tigers uniform. Who knows? Steve, is that your personal view of the trade deadline with them? <laughs> I mean, yeah, like B plus. I mean, I think he had a good. I think he had a good year. I mean, I, I mean, for everything he's done. I mean, I, I thought he was fine. Like, I don't know. Like, I like B B plus is probably where he's at. 
Um, I mean, the first half of the year, I mean, he's like A plus. Like you can't like that was as good as it gets for him. So, but I mean, he kind of tail up towards the end. I know people are going to be upset for the for the thing he pulled the deadline or all that stuff, but I think he was fine. Yeah, cost him a, a Dodgers catching prospect. <laughs> so, Uper. Uh, oh, you know, give him a B. Uh, I thought he did a little better than I thought he would do. I, you know, I, I if he comes back, great. I wouldn't move heaven and earth to keep him around, but uh, he showed he's a solid mid rotation starter, and he pitched like one. Uh, for most of the year, and he had that one great stretch where he was unhittable. So that was that was fun. All yeah. right, Matt. Yeah, I think a B is appropriate. Uh, had as you mentioned, and Steve, that great stretch where he looked like a Cy Young candidate. Uh, returning from injury, uh, he was less stellar. I guess is generous to say, but he, he was solid. He is that uh, starting pitcher three that you need, and he's on a good deal. So. He's probably going to opt out to get a better deal, but yeah, that's yeah, it. Was fine. Uh, yeah, Trout. He's the type of pitcher you need when you're going to be a playoff team. So yeah, yeah. I, I I very much enjoyed watching Erod pitch this year. Um, the, the, there is a part of me that is still squeezing onto hope that he doesn't opt out. I know it's not going to happen. Um, but, and just, but I, I've really enjoyed Erod watching Erod pitch this year. So B plus B plus. Cause I also expected him to be very good this year, but he even blew my expectations away. Um, and yeah, I like the guy. I like the guy. I like, I like Eduardo Rodriguez. I like him too, but I said, I, I, I wonder how it's going to work. Cause his, after the whole fiasco at the trade deadline, people were talking about his agent and the teams are. I guess middle of the road about his agent because his, I don't know, he's prone to do weird things, and his agent had has no really connections anymore to the front office because a lot of his former clients, their current clients, were Tigers. Is yeah, he's from Miami, and Al lived in Miami, so there was that connection. Now there is none. So, and Erod has been prone to, uh, I guess, decisions that. We wouldn't expect. So maybe he does. Maybe he does opt in. So yeah, I'd be cool if he opt in. I'd be cool to keep him. But I'm... yeah, somebody said give him a C minus. I mean, I mean, won thirteen games. I mean, that's, I mean, he had a, he had a three point three ERA. Like I, I don't know, like what what more he could do other than I like, have an yeah. under three ERA. Like I said, it's just the trade thing. He was going to sour on him for. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess you could view it as how do you like watching him pitch? Because sometimes. It can be like head scratcher or pull your hair out because he's working the corners. Uh, Go, going back to and just go six innings. Going back to 2017, Eduardo Rodriguez has had the fifth highest F WAR of all of Tiger's starting pitchers in for a single season. Yeah, and yeah. It's, it's it's been take say what you will about F WAR. It's not perfect. It has its warts. But, I mean, we've been watching so – the point is we've been watching so much bad pitching. We watched Drew Verhagen start. So. We watched Drew Verhagen. We watched Mike Pelfrey. We watched Mike Pelfrey. Yeah. Granted, that was in 2016, but I – He was the twin. It's like inside agent, right? Oh, God. He and Joe Nathan. Uh, don't even uh, get me started on – who was the, the the former Yankee pirate we signed that uh, was always getting rocked? Yvonne, Yvonne Nova? Yvonne Nova. Uh, yeah. 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 yeah, Yvonne Nova, Come on, folks. 
Um, but yeah, so Deadly Ninja B. So all right, we're gonna end the show with this. What did you guys give Scott Harris a grade? I'm gonna, yeah, I'm I'll start with this. I give Scott Harris a B a B plus. Why? Again, taking some of these waiver wire picks really helped him out. Uh, AJ Hinch did. Him and AJ Hinch were on the same page. He got better in the media too. Before it was really awkward at the beginning of the year. They got better. Uh, for what it's worth, um, I think Scott Harris has done a pretty good job, and now he's going to see more of, and more of his influence. I, I see more of it on the minor league side because when players are going, "Wow, we have actual food," or "Wow, we actually had these things," it yeah, it, it, the Tigers have always been notoriously cheap and behind when it comes to the minor leagues. They're actually catching up with other organizations have done for years. Things that organizations do for standards are doing it now. The Tigers are doing it now. It's pretty sad. It's pretty sad. Pretty sad. So I give Scott Harris a lot of credit for that. B plus, A minus level. So mm. anybody else? I think he gets a B for me. And the big knock is just how he managed the major league roster. And he kind of fumbled the deadline a little bit. But uh, just I there's, there's sometimes like, and hang on, Obanias was really good for a long time when he was still struggling. But like, the Maton and scope thing for so long was really frustrating to watch. It's like, man, like you division was always in reach. It was always kind of there. You could have just kind of maybe just tried a couple different things, but yeah, B it was a really good season. Like he had a way better season. Than I thought they would, like I said, I thought they'd lose 90 games. So it's fine. Hey, I, I saw people saying we would be the worst team in AL history. Now, part of that was because 2022 was such a downer. <laughs> It, it was in the gutters, the expectations. Oh, yeah, that, those things were terrible. Wow, Rich, Richard went hardcore here. Richard and YouTube, two deals not uh, brooming Erod Clark over Ooh. Langford. Ooh. E minus. Wow. I love it. Wow. Yeah. All right, Richard, okay. Richard, I salute you because at least like, you're not sugarcoating it. So I can respect that. Yeah. Well, over the next five years, it'll be fascinating to see the Langford Clark thing play out and see how that went. Yeah, you I believe we're going to one way or the other. We're going to give Harris? Me? Yeah. Ah, C, C plus. They didn't really try to win this year. That never impresses me much. Um, Shout you know, style? They, oh, basically, they basically did nothing last offseason except a couple of reliever trades. Uh, they sort of kind of botched the deadline, although, again, that was Erod's decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if they could have had a secondary trade lined up in case that first one fell through. I don't know how realistic it is to say that should be done. Um, but again, they didn't do a lot. Uh, the minor league system did improve. If you give them credit for that, then we go with C plus. If you say it was all Avila guys taking the next step, uh, which I'm, I'm more inclined to think that he had some, him and the people he brought in had something to do with it. So I'll, I guess I'll go C plus. Our leader. Yeah. <laughs> Your direction. No, so sorry, the dog just barged in. So she's uh, Yeah, the dog is uh Lucy, come here. Lucy. Yeah, that's my dog's name. Yeah, that's a Lucy, good girl. She she started banging her head against the, the door because I didn't leave it open. So I was like looking over. She All right. So Matt, who what was your grade overall? B. I'm going to give it a B. And it's more 
towards behind the scenes stuff. Okay. So it's the infrastructure around the minor leagues seems to be a lot healthier. The infrastructure around the major league roster seems to be a lot healthier. Now, obviously I would like to see them be more creative or take those, uh, what's it called? The risk. Didn't seem to be in his vocabulary this year. So, yeah, nah, with promotions or anything, he didn't want to do anything that was somewhat risky. That that did drive me nuts. I'm not gonna lie. That, that, I, I I feel like he's building a better health for the org for yeah. years to come. And we talked about Alabila and his disconnection with player development and the analysts and the scouts. And it seems what they talked about with Scott Harris when they hired him is he's a listener and listen to people's problems and focus on how to solve them and he listens to the scouts and the analysts and the players and the coaching staff and he sort of connects them which playoff teams do continuous playoff teams do yeah and so i'm i'm, I'm looking forward to it all right charlie to end the night what was your final grade on you know what I, I liked a lot of the stuff he did. I loved the I loved his draft. I I really loved the draft. You you can you can say Langford all you want, but I I like Max Clark a lot, and that's not just because he's an Indiana guy. It's because he's an Indiana 100%. guy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was there, I was there with you banging the drum on Max Clark. It was until uh, Wyatt Langford popped off. <laughs> but yeah, I was Langford you know, guy, but... I, I will say this. You know, when Wyatt Langford was Max Clark's age, he wasn't even in professional baseball. It's true. Um, I I love the draft. I loved the personnel hires. I've I've loved, you know, uh, I I think, you know, even people, even people who I was skeptical of at first, I I dug in and looked into them more. It's like, okay, that's interesting. I like, I, I like what he's tried to do. Um, I think some of the, the major league on the field guys, yeah, it's been been a little boring, but I kind of expected it to be boring. It's his first year. He, yeah. he wasn't. He's he's still yeah. gauging and setting things up. Um, I, I totally understand that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go A. I'm giving him an A. All right, I like it. I like it. There's a there's somebody by the way was texting me that Joe Nathan that they love Joe Nathan, and to you I say, how dare you? How dare you? He was a twin. <laughs> It was terrible in the Tigers uniform. He flicked off the crowd. Um, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, on that note, uh, but thank you for everybody who participated in our YouTube chat too. We had Richard, Todd, old BK. There's something that Larry Love, by the way, big fan of Larry Love, Stan. Uh, everybody, this was a, I think this was a rousing success. Um, we appreciate everybody tuning in tonight. And uh, again, if you want to join our Discord, and I should put the invite in here because I don't. I don't want to put it in the chat. Or in the chat. So I'm going to put the, if you've not joined our discord, uh, you'll get to hang out with all these cool people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's it, like I said, if you're, if you're looking for somewhere where it's, um, you're not going to get, you know, uh, uh, what should we call it? Bullied online or Twitter. Yeah. yeah. We will, I, we will get into disagreements, especially Steve, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. you're going to get bullied. So yeah, join the, yeah, it's more fun if it's an <laughs> Well, there isn't. I, Our Matt, twin you, player, Matt. Were you telling me there was like another Tigers Discord that's just nothing but like trolls or? Yeah, uh, there's one for Reddit, which is it's people Reddit. don't use. 
and then read it. <laughs> it, it, it people don't use it it's very inactive and then there's another one that's filled with uh 20 21 22 year olds and it's just oh. more memes and whatnot so okay they kind, they kind of raided our discord once and they were just doing the troll uh, yeah got kind got of, kicked got kicked yeah, yeah, they got raided out. There was a it was a, an attempted raid. It was an attempted coup, if you will. And uh, um, yeah, I it's funny because when that happened, I'm like, I right, I see what's going on here. Um, I participate in the other Tigers Discord, but it's more I, I just meme about other things. And I, yeah. <laughs> it's, off, so. it's a good outlet for your creativity. I take it. Uh, yeah, so. <laughs> if there's a bunch so, of cool people in the Discord. People should come hang out. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. So if you, uh, we also yeah. have like uh, there's a Pistons talk in there. There's a uh, off topic. Thank you for the suggestion on the name change there, Steve, which was used to be pop culture. But so, for example, if we found a love for uh, Synth and uh, Ceiling Dan, bands like that. Uh, so, yeah, plenty of topics to get to or plenty of topics of discussion every day. There's a minor league chat in there. I posted a lot of the stuff in there. So there's game support. talk too during games. It's great. Yeah. Everybody has a lot of fun in there. Whenever yeah. the games are going it's on. It's not like Reddit where Reddit's uh, kind of a lot of gatekeeping. Uh, we don't do that. So uh, yeah, shout out to Cameron who came over from our Reddit. Yeah, so, Campbell's awesome work. Yeah, this is great work. So, yeah. as far as shows go, next week we'll be we'll be back probably next uh, as the series evolves with the postseason. We'll be talking a little bit of postseason probably next week uh, uh, for the minor league report side of things. I'll be doing a podcast with a gentleman from Just Baseball. Uh, we're going to talk about Jackson Job a little bit. Um, and uh, <laughs> and Richard with the comment of the night: A Roger Reigns are higher than the Bears game right now. I, I, I started Justin Fields as my quarterback tonight, and that was not a bad decision over Trevor I'm in Lawrence. The basement here, and I have it on, and it's not looking good for Washington. Uh, the Bears are going to win. Who the, who's even the Commanders' quarterback? I don't even know who the hell it is. Uh, Sam Howell. Yeah. UNC, so. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, like yeah. He, he's he's not great. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm like, I never I never heard of the guy. Um, but thanks again for. Thanks, you guys, for coming in tonight. We really appreciate it. Oh, thank you and, for having us. Oh, this yeah, was, this was a lot of yeah. fun. Yeah, great time. And, uh, yeah, yeah any, next time we'll have, to, we'll have to maybe do a trivia thing next time. But, uh, well, yeah, we'll be back next week. Same bat time, same bat channel, Thursday nights at, well, we went a little early tonight, but 8, 30, 9 o'clock. Until then, have a good week, everybody. Bye. Have a good one, people.